we're going live. I believe we're live now. Hello, everybody. It's Hello. Bob, Bob and Zip with Ed Kelly, and uh, we are live streaming tonight. And uh, boy, we have some goodies for you. Uh, a couple of things. Your lizard brain <laughs> versus executive function. Now, a few people have had a science or a psychology class and have some idea uh, what I'm talking about. Uh, we're going to delve into it a, a little bit uh, conversationally. I'm neither a scientist, a psychologist, or even very well read or, or well studied. But uh, it's fascinating the different parts of your brain uh, that make different kinds of decisions. Did video kill the radio star or was it the internet? And is there a way to resurrect the radio star? I, I believe. Think, I think it was consultants. Consultants. <laughs> <laughs> That's going we way the back. Stepchildren of um, consultants yes. all these years. They did beat us back a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they, uh, but anyway, we'll, we'll delve into that. I actually believe that I have the solution hmm. to bring back the radio personality and make the radio personality bigger than ever before. Drizzle, 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 drone. Time okay. for this one to come home. Hello, and, Mr. Wizard. And finally, <laughs> I could have been a billionaire. Have you ever said that to yourself? Zip? Uh, with, with an idea. With an idea. Zip, have you ever had an idea that you were pretty sure you could be a billionaire with? Uh, not, not exactly. What do you mean? Scratch ticket? <laughs> Ed Kelly, uh, scratch him from the show. Which, <laughs> yeah, um, not a. I don't know that I would have gotten to a billion, but I think I could have. Uh, so you never thought like, oh, this dot com idea I have, this is going to be big, and I, maybe I could. Yeah, I bought enough domain names that yeah, I probably okay. believed. I'm deluded. Save that thought, and we will get to that. The Bob Okay, we're here, and uh, for the first topic, the lizard brain versus executive function, I'm going to cheat. <laughs> you got to cheat, uh, cheat. Well, okay, I, rush. Uh, Rattle the paper some more. <laughs> well, we did the radio. Yeah. <laughs> the EIB radio. Go ahead, do your thing. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't think that I'm smart, listen to this. Rattle, 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 rattle. I used to be such a freaking Rush Limbaugh fan. Yeah, I don't even want to tell you. I, I think in the beginning, a lot of us uh, were in our morning guy. It was used to fill in for him, and they were best friends and all of that. I oh, think no he kidding. was fine. He was a good broadcaster, but he was an entertainer more than a broadcaster to me. Says and, Ed uh, Kelly, who entertains. Well, yeah, I didn't poison <laughs> minds in the process. While you <laughs> criticize him, could you do it in his voice? That would be really funny. Well, I mean, so you're talking about a guy here. You know, he dabbles in AM. You know, how many AM listeners are there in Detroit? I mean, think about it, folks. I had billions and billions of ditto heads from coast to coast for crying out loud. And this, this import knucklehead comes in and look at me. I've got a gold mic and I've got a custom seat, for God's sake. No, nothing more nimble. Now, be honest, Zip Zip fell. Libtard, yes. good friend of mine, my brother. <laughs> You must have loved Rush Limbaugh at one time. You know, I never, I never thought, I never took him serious. The thing that got me about Rush Limbaugh was when everyone, when any, any time anyone took him to task on any particular thing, 
you know, from a political standpoint, or when he ran into trouble with the uh, opioids and things like that, mm -hmm. that's when he deferred to. I'm just an entertainer. I'm just nope. an entertainer. No, Whenever no, he got talk about real that. The, the, the cockler ear thing is his story. For God's sake, <laughs> can a man do a few drugs now and again and be forgiven? I mean, America loves to forgive people, do they not? Yes, they do, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Wouldn't you agree, though, seriously? I put the um, cock in cock Hey, man, don't take me seriously. I'm just an entertainer. Well, I've personally needed that excuse a few times. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. when you're talking for four hours on the uh, radio, um, yeah. you're improvising and you're human. I, I forgive anybody for not being... You know, it's not like testimony at a grand jury heating, uh, hearing, for sure. Uh, but I guess where I was going with uh, being a fan of Rush is, is just that he was... Could entertain himself for four hours with no one in the room? Oh, That's that I could never talent, do. Yeah. <laughs> no, he I must was, be very talented. <laughs> it is a talent, but he was captivating. He was captivating. And, yes. and some of this has to do with the lizard brain... Uh, executive function uh, portion of our show. A whole lot of what we do is automatic. Reptilian. You breathe, right? Yes. You can drive a car and not even remember driving the car because you were having a great conversation with somebody or mm -hmm. thinking about something. And then you, you ever do this? You get somewhere and you go, I don't even remember wow. driving there. That was fast. Yeah. And not only was that a skill... It was a difficult skill mm -hmm. and one that quite possibly could be fatal if you didn't do it well. So it, it, it'll sound a little like I'm putting down the reptilian brain where I'm going, mm -hmm. but I'm not really. Uh, in fact, Zip, I think you'll find this interesting. <laughs> now stop stealing my shit. There's the setup, folks. You, that was one of the things Russia. That's why we started talking about Russia. Here's the setup. Because what he would do is he would want you to know that he had authoritative research behind him. Mm, no. <laughs> and that is a memory that I had just as we were sort of shuffling of the paper. <laughs> and I loved it. And I, I stole that for the next 30 years. Um, we all do. All right. So the reptilian brain is composed of the basal ganglia, the brainstem, basically. Involved with primitive drives related to thirst, hunger, sexuality, and territoriality. Our the way it was explained, yeah. explained to me by my brain scientist friend John Medina, the four Fs, yeah. fight, flee, fear, and make sweet love. Our base <laughs> instincts. <laughs> Our basic... Uh, these are important... Base, yes, yeah. important to survival. So... Um, a conversation I had with someone this fall during the uh, campaign season for the midterms was, I just couldn't believe how stupid all the political ads were and how negative they were and how they were all angry about the other side. And none of them involved solutions to problems. And it was explained to me that when you've only got 30 seconds, you will not move the meter unless you appeal to the reptilian brain. And that that's why all political ads played on your fear. Bob Rivers says he's the common man. Huh. That why does he drive an electric vehicle? Don't listen to Bob Rivers. 
the uh, governor of this fine state of Nevada got unseated. And by all, I, I don't know anything about him. He could be a crook. Uh, but by all that I knew, he, he was could be could be mafia. Uh, but he was pretty well liked, and he was unseated for counting cards. That's what it was. No, oh no, <laughs> come on. All right. Eventually, these jokes will get mammalian. Right now, they're a little reptilian. <laughs> <laughs> jokes that are already in there, like driving a car. I already know that joke. Let's just throw it out. Um, <laughs> the negative ads on him basically implied that he was a crook and broke lots of laws. And you and it, you heard it so often. It would be like saying, the dinosaur is about to eat your family. Do you want your family eaten? That's really what all of the ads were. And he lost very narrowly, by the way, because the way this is all calculated, it's always 51 to 49% or closer. 51 to 49 is like a blowout, mm -hmm. a landslide. Mm -hmm. And so <clears throat> it really bugged me. And I've thought about that reptilian brain comment that the political ads are all appealing to your reptilian brain because it's the only thing that works. If you get someone into fight or flee. Flight mode. Fight or flight. Did I get that right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And what's the third F? Food. Food, food, food. Food and... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> If you get them into one of those things, and that's why, you know, Madison Avenue sex sells. It was always sex yeah, sells. Yeah. Um, you're going to be able to move someone without them thinking about it. Yeah, because it's a base response. Yeah. Yeah. So the reptilian brain is that. Uh, things like putting your keys somewhere every day without thinking about it, riding a bike. It's procedural memory. Now, they now split it into three brains. Oh, well, I'd like half if I could. Yeah, please. <laughs> Everything's fractionalized these days, you know. Yes. Um, and the old mammal brain is called the paleomammalian. And uh, they talk about the different parts of the brain it involves. This is not Sounds a science like, class, and I'll probably like, mispronounce it. Yeah. Sounds like a great Greek restaurant. Yes, the paleomammalian. <laughs> <laughs> the hypothalamus, hippocampus, amygdala, whatever, all of these... Uh, these are where our emotions, memory, motivations, parenting skills, these are as we became mammals. And by the way, we've been evolving. I looked at this up for like 10 million years. Several and others. Yeah. yeah. And then finally, where executive function resides. And executive function, you know, it's got that woke label to it. Yes, right? it does. You know you're going to like it. I want more of that. <laughs> Uh, executive function enables language, abstract thinking, reasoning, and planning. Big picture, but it also involves something else that we don't have a lot of. Self-control. Uh, so, editing. I want to kill that MF. Yeah. Might not be a good idea. Probably good to pull your punch on that one. Yeah. I mean, three so, squares <clears throat> in a cot is overrated. But here's something I read that was absolutely fascinating. So we're going to get to executive function. And executive function is basically being in the moment, not, not doing the impulse, and, uh, you know, just I, I mean, it's being smart. But, but you can't say it's being smart because there are so many parts of the other part of the brain that are so smart that smart and dumb don't, they're not an effect. Let me prove it to you this way. I couldn't believe it when I read this, by the way. 
Was it in a tabloid? Why not? <laughs> in the paleo-mammalian brain, the reptile or lizard brain. Yes. <laughs> it is completely responsible for playing a musical instrument. Hmm. Shock me. No kidding. Yeah. If you weren't a dog lizard, <laughs> you could not be Jeff Beck. Wow. And, and now, no doubt, having a really well-developed executive function allows you to be very creative and strategic and form songs and do amazing things with those skills. Including the bridge, yeah. But my piano teacher, Martin Lund, who's an amazing guy, and I realize I'm not an example of his great work, <laughs> um, but he told me that, and you, you back me up on this, that that music, being good at music, is all about repetition, plowing neural pathways, having the muscle ability, memory. Yeah. muscle memory. Um, he, or, in fact, yeah. As they call it in the rock world, woodshedding. <laughs> Locking yourself in a room and having no girlfriends and then suddenly having all the groupies you want. <laughs> yes. There was a story about Eddie Van Halen that um, he was completely antisocial at first. That he was until he yeah. became Eddie yeah. Van Halen, he he was just obsessive compulsive with his reptilian brain, building all these incredible skills. Pentatonic scales, yeah. The thing about executive function and um, your neo mammalian, which is new mammal, we're sensitive new mammal guys. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the thing about that is that kids don't have any, any of those skills. They don't have executive function skills. They have the ability to develop them. Mm. But uh, parenting, good parenting and good experiences and good attitude and all of the things to develop them are super important. And that's why... Your kid's a stand-up comic. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, uh, <clears throat> so when it comes to executive function... And this is a conversation I had with John, who's amazing. He's, he's agreed to come on the podcast. And now I'm afraid. Please, to... let's get him on here. I got a zillion questions. Oh, and I'm afraid to have him on because I, we're not smart enough. That's right. You are. Yeah. I'm not. And, um, you know, when it's one-on-one, it's like not going anywhere. I can ask him really dumb questions. But basically what he said is um, cognitive behavioral therapy and um, making good decisions and really developing that thing that Zip always talks about, trying to figure out what's not fake, what's fact, what's fiction, mm -hmm. uh, involves um, being, let's try to think of the exact words he used, being absolutely present in the moment. Mm -hmm. Because the mammalian brain is like a choo-choo train. Choo-choo-choo-choo-choo-choo-choo. Yeah. It's just doing... I wrote. Yeah. In fact, my piano teacher told me when I was trying to learn how to play with the left hand and the right hand, he was like, you can't think about the left hand. So you just have to practice with the left hand. You have to go to learn a blues thing like dum 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 dum. And he said, "Now with the right hand." And as soon as I tried, the left hand would go crash into a building. You know what I'm talking about, Seth? Yes. Yes. And so, with executive function, you are in the moment. And so you're, it's not f a fight or flee or eat or have sex. 
Mm. It's uh, just a bigger picture and able to sort through all the different... And most people think they're doing that, by the way. Uh, but then a political ad comes on and tells them that Al Gore invented the internet <laughs> or that, you know, Biden has dementia. And those would be scary things. <laughs> or beef, it's what's for dinner. Beef is what's for dinner. <laughs> oh, Madison Avenue is known about the lizard brain forever. Oh, yeah. 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 In fact, mm, where's the beef? Yep. Someone's Clara. taking my meat away! <laughs> Clara Peller. <laughs> oh. Does all this stuff apply to, like, autistic people or savants or, you know, people who, for whatever reason, the pathways are, are askew compared to the average human being? And all, because of that, they just have this clearer path and connection to things more, mere mortals can't mm. grasp. You were going to be good with John because that's exactly the kind of smart question I can't think of. Um, <laughs> from my, from my research I did for the show. <laughs> um, yeah, a lot of what comes up when you search these two terms is developmentally disabled children, is dementia in adults, and how which part of the brain it's affecting. So, for example, executive function starts to... There's a graph for executive function. Let's see if I have it right here. <laughs> um, there's a graph for it, which basically, um, until you're four or five, you, you haven't developed it at all. And you don't really, you know, you don't develop it. And when you're five, it starts to go crazy. And it rises. Let's see if I can show you. Will that? Will the camera autofocus? No, nah. uh, too close. Can't get yeah. that close. Pull it back. There ah, you the go. camera likes my face. You know what? I want the camera <laughs> to keep that. So it appears to rise dramatically in your um, really by age six to eight. It's in, it's freaking incredible how much you can learn. Yeah. And that learning peaks all the way through. My eyesight is bad. I'm having trouble seeing the year. Isn't that funny? <laughs> <laughs> like age 30 to 35 or something, and then a, a gradual decline. Yeah. So, that... yes, Zip, uh, there's, you know, and, and different people for environmental reasons or whatever reasons have, have different levels of skills yes now is that why why kids are able to be so easily multilingual at that age yeah this is a good question for john too and basically when you're young and i wish someone would tell you this you got a built-in learner that's on freaking steroids right now you could no. learn stuff so fast no. By the I way, should... someday you're going to go, I'm trying to learn chopsticks and it's taken a month. <laughs> and when you're a kid, yeah, yeah, a couple yeah. repetitions is the same as hours of practicing. Right. And, you know, they should buy them each the Babel program. And I'm, that's not a paid endorsement, by the way. But, uh, you know, yeah. They'd learn 25 languages inside of two years. So um, there have been 10 million years of evolution developing our neocortex. And yet, a, one political ad can take the whole thing down. <laughs> I wanted to uh, I wanted to invite someone to join us today who is uh, I love her dearly. She's my favorite niece, unless any of my other nieces are watching. <laughs> I love you all equally. Uh, but uh, Jody Lynn Tedford is um, uh, she was super helpful to me during my uh, treatments in Seattle let me use her apartment nice. and i was like she was like oh, i really want to help out uncle uncle robbie and i was like 
you're going to get sick of this about a month or two into it. And she didn't. Um, you know, her and Michael, her boyfriend, were just uh, incredibly supportive to me. But anyway, when I, I talked about this topic being on tonight, she said, oh, that's one of my favorite subjects. And I believe she does something that most of us probably don't do. She reads books. Wow. <laughs> so let's, uh, let's welcome Jody Lynn on. Jody Lynn! <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I don't read a lot of books anymore. I read them in Blinkist form to limit my executive functioning bandwidth strain. Uh, <laughs> You had me at the name of an app that I've never heard of. What is that Blinkist. app? You could get a whole book that somebody just wrote because they wanted to be on the New York Times bestseller list and, yep. and be on Amazon for 15 minutes. And you could like also listen to it when you're in the shower. It's where I do most of my research about things like this. But I've been listening. And um, Uncle Robbie, I think we were in different different classes when we learned about the F words because the four that I know are fight, flight, fawn, freeze. Um, fight, flight, what? Fawn, freeze. Uh, so those are your four reactions to, to stimuli, but I'm, I'm definitely okay. not going to pretend to be smarter than... Well, um, uh, here's an interesting thing, Jody, because this is something I also found out when I was researching. Since the initial guy who started writing about this, and I think it was in the 90s, it's now gotten somewhat controversial, and different scientists and different books discount each other's interpretations. Everybody agrees there's a kind of a reptilian sort of brain, and, and then there's the more evolved kinds of thinking leading to executive function. But, um, you know, I believe the, for branding purposes. Yeah, we're from the Wally Gator generation. <laughs> That's right. Um, <laughs> I love taking inspiration from lizards. Lying on wa warm rocks by rivers in the sun is like one of my favorite activities. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah. Zip, um, I think, is thinking about that right now. I, I, but, I look uh, forward to doing that in June, but not August here. So anyway, yeah. So as, just tell me what this has meant to you. And I, I did give these guys off the air a little bit about you, that you were trained in politics, that you have a degree from Georgetown University. You don't hope you don't mind me saying that, right? No, no, no. Yes. <laughs> yes, you just mind. No. We'll edit that out. Um, anyway. <laughs> Not. So, so I mean, so you've studied human behavior in lots of different ways. I've observed human behavior in the worst of ways. <laughs> I think is where my training came from. Uh, but that did give me like a really deep visceral curiosity for why are humans so awful sometimes and so wonderful other times, and like why are some people so creative but they also treat other people like crap. Uh, so that's sort of what like put me on this lifelong endless curiosity rabbit hole where like, gosh, I've lost many nights sleep just because I couldn't stop reading or clicking or uh, trying to find a new thing. And uh, so talk about that reading, clicking, losing sleep. Is that <laughs> no, is that uh, what do they call that doom scrolling or whatever? Is that what you're referring it's to? It's the opposite it's, of doom scrolling. Uh, it's rabbit it's not, holing. It's, yeah. it's rabbit holing. But but it's learn it's learning. It's curiosity. But executive functioning versus, like, I think you were talking about flow state earlier with music. Um, it's not just music. It's anything that your body, muscle, memory, brain knows how to do passively that you can do. For some people, it's gardening. For me, it's gardening. Uh, for some people, it's cooking. Like, for my dad, it's, it's cooking a recipe hmm. he's familiar with. Just like flow And he's state. freaking awesome, by the way. And I'll, <laughs> I'll be in New England making maple syrup soon. <laughs> but, uh, yep, he's going to be that, there. Like, that yep. flow state is what you don't have to use your executive functioning for. And I've read a lot of like the 15 minute Blinkist, uh, like bullet point or like, you know, listen to it out loud versions of these books that you really don't need to read cover to cover. 
No. Um, it's like when you turn in an essay when you were a kid and they're like two pages, single space, and you just like stretch it out a little bit. <laughs> um, but uh, the thing that helps, I think the one big tip that helped me the most was like make the first at least five minutes, but ideally hour of your day, something where you don't have to use any of your executive functioning bandwidth. So like plan oh. a little bit of your day the night before so that when you wake up, when your brain is first like being awake, uh for the day it is doing flow state things like you know washing your face splash of cold water uh, brushing your teeth doing some self-care making your coffee like things that you laid out for yourself the night before an outfit so you have a limited amount of decisions that you can make during a day that put strain on your executive functioning True and that. then at some point you reach what's called like decision fatigue or analysis paralysis where like by the time you're on the couch wanting to choose a movie at the end of the night, Michael and I were actually just talking about this on our drive home from Portland last night. Like, why is it that there's 18,000 movies and shows that we always say we want to watch, but by the time, the end of the day, when we flop down on the couch back here, we're like, what do we watch? And both of us are just like, mm. decision fatigue, you like run out of your executive functioning bandwidth. So the nicest thing that you can do for your tomorrow selves is to plan the first five minutes to 60 minutes of your day the day before because if your Let's, brain wakes up in that flow state in that like lizard brain state then you're going to have more executive functioning bandwidth for the times that your brain is like advantageously primed for making a lot of those decisions that probably matter like, i don't know buying a house or taking a job or quitting a job or mm. um, that's fascinating and i wouldn't i've never thought about it in that way um, I, in fact, uh, really only started thinking about it this fall, <laughs> the political ads, <laughs> it's all trying to get me angry. Um, but I also think about, um, in ordinary, um, conversation and relationships and difficulties, like Zip and I occasionally talk about our spouses and how sometimes, you know, and <laughs> and um, I'll, I'll go first because I know uh, Zip likes me to throw myself off the cliff first, um, <laughs> fall on the sword. <laughs> but but at any time, um, let's say for example, I'll take the easy one: driving. Um, Lisa is very dangerous when I'm driving, and I think she's just as much, or maybe more, dangerous when she's driving. She would agree with none of that. <laughs> she thinks I'm a terrible driver and I'm about to kill her constantly. Now, the fact that my executive function neo-mammalian brain knows that I've been driving her for 42 years. And by the way, my um, superstitious part of me, probably a lizard brain reaction, right? From the first eclipse. For, got dark in the middle of the day. Anyway, my my, my, my lizard brain says, I want to say to her, look, I've been driving you for 42 years and I've never got it and I know how that's going to end. That's karma. Um, but, um, but I realize, uh, at least I feel, that, and I don't know if it's lizard or executive, that each of us likes to be in control. Hmm. And Zip, you can talk about genie anytime you want to just take some of the pressure off me. If that, you like. that, there's a gender issue that comes into play there too, though. I'm not sure it's gender. I mean, 
you could make generalizations. Gross and sweeping. Hey, we happen to have someone from a different gender on the show. Jody. Oh, I don't know if I want to open this can of worms. Ah. (laughs) There's the flight. Uh, uh, um, Yeah, I'm kind of deciding, do I want like Fight or flight? Yes, right. You have the fight, then book the flight. It's it's a delicious (laughs) can of worms. Are you sure you don't want to try something? It's not necessarily gendered. That's what I say. I think we agree. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a power dynamic. In in a car, and, you know, when I was a kid, my mom and sister and I used to come and visit Uncle Robbie sometimes, and I remember Jeff on the back seat with my Uncle Robbie driving up and down drive five. And um, scary, um, scary. Go ahead, side with Lisa. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take on Lisa's side here, but you know I'm I'm still alive. I'm still in one piece. Knock on wood. Uh, you got in an airplane with me. I did, and yeah. another distinct memory is when you were still in learning mode. Uh, bef- before that was a uh, flow state pilot mode when we were landing one time on Orcas Island, and it was a little bit of a bumpy landing. My sister and I in the back seat, and your uh, co-pilot instructor turned to you and said, "Nice save, Bob." My sister. <laughs> yeah. uh, so you told a little bit about my past. And so mm-hmm. I, That's I, fine. I no, and, and all fair. And to be honest, I don't know that I'm any good as a driver, but I know that when she's in the car, I am trying to give her the smoothest ride possible and knowing I'm going to fail. Um, because And that you have an extra set of eyes. Oh, always. Yeah. Several extra sets now, of eyes. And this but is fair. Thing is making decisions about what to do, like where to turn, right. where to go, whether you look over your shoulder is probably more of like a reflex, but yeah. So, Your Honor, is this a deposition? Am I under oath? <laughs> okay. <laughs> about a month ago, we were in Vegas and we were going to show or we were doing something. However, it ended up, it was five o'clock rush hour on a Friday evening. Uh, and Lisa was driving, and um, I, I'm nervous for any human being. By the way, if you know what auto insurance costs in Nevada, people crush cars like hunters shoot uh, soda cans. <laughs> it's, it's constantly here. It's terrible. It's terrible. Uh, terrible drivers here. Uh, many drunk. Um, and Lisa got a, a FaceTime call from Keith. Oh, boy. And she took it. Oh, boy. And so she's... And and the GPS, when you're in a city... Like, the GPS works really fine in the country where it goes, right turn in 4.6 miles. And, and you see some cow, buildings up. <laughs> yeah, you see a few things. But <laughs> when you're in a city where there's eight-lane <laughs> highways cross-crisscrossing each other, and you've got a GPS trying to tell you to get home... And the phone rings and Keith's on FaceTime and they're talking and she's driving. And I'm like, you know what I'm talking about, Zip? The sort of unfairness yes. of it all? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Please, why, yeah, let's like zip 10 minutes to talk about that. No, no. I, uh, it's, I, it's just, it's like a biorhythm, I think, sort of. I, I was just thinking when, when I, um, in, in learning how to live with somebody else in close quarters for 20 years, I now finally, after all these years, have figured out the best times of day not to bring up certain subjects, not to Jody. bother to deal with, <laughs> yeah, you know, that kind of thing. 
Yeah. And I actually take the temperature of the room and, um, you know, and uh, <laughs> with an anal or an oral thermometer. Yeah. <laughs> there Stop. are certain times of the day you shouldn't talk to me about certain things because I'm just yeah. not there. Yeah. Yeah. So this is where I wanted to go with this. What would you call that kind of thinking? Executive function? Yes, Jody. I, I don't know how this works. This is my first time. Uh, so, <laughs> no. Now that we see each other, there's way less car crashes under the overpass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, raising your hand is great. Yeah. My executive functioning bandwidth is trained. What was the question again? I can't even remember why I raised my hand. Okay. Well, Zip was saying that you know he's oh. base he's basically deciding he's being fully present and deciding how to handle the situation instead of doing it automatically. Right, Zip. Yeah, so two of my favorite books that I read, um, The Gift of Fear, which talks about how throughout your lifetime, every single time your body has been triggered into fear mode and you've had to choose fight, flight, fawn, freeze, and you've like booked information into your brain library about like what was most effective, what kept you safe, what didn't work, mm -hmm. what made the person matter, that becomes part of your like background music brain, your lizard brain, and your instincts. And you might not necessarily remember every detail of those exact moments, but your brain can pick up on them when you're out in the world. And so that's the read the room thing. Like when you go into a room and read the room, what you're, you're really doing is taking yeah. all of that information that your gift of fear brain has accumulated through your entire life. Mm -hmm. And you're reading people's facial expressions and you're reading their body language and you know, you're reading the, the time of day and the set and setting and, and whether or not people are like moving really fast. Uh, and that's that's what reading the room is, and there are other things that affect that too, like circadian rhythms and um, metabolism. There's this great Canadian rhythms, circadians. Yeah, and metabolism too. I remember back at school. I don't remember the book. I don't remember the exact statistic. I don't remember who it was that said this. It could have been a lie, but I read it and it made sense, and it was about how there is a very large statistical difference in the severity of judges sentencing whether or not like based on whether or not it's before or after they've had lunch no. yeah yes Big yeah, time. Absolutely i'm sure i've no. read excerpts of that same book not on blinkist but i have uh, jody <laughs> such a good thing to see you you should come on the podcast uh, uh you know occasionally i'm shy I can see that. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm very shy. I'm very awkward. I prefer to just read the books. I'll I'll set I'll send you notes. Okay. All right. Well, you were. I. I does she seem? Sh All in favor of Jody coming back? Oh, come back. Absolutely. Jody. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, you, you're a breath of fresh air and also a breath of non-senile air. Um, <laughs> Actually, Uncle Rob, we've had conversations about this. You are way more optimistic about the world than I am. I am. Oh yeah. Uh, that's our next topic. Ah. Optimism I not versus pessimism. In this one. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, that drama, that danger, oh, oh, oh yeah. the clicks go up. Yes. Can, mm. can I just get uh, a, a reading of the four you, the, that you're saying? Well, there's six Fs if Jody uh, adds her two. So, what, what were yours? <laughs> the well, third one I can't hear. I can't understand what the third one okay. is of her four. Uh, so, so, the ones that I Fight? know of, and this is based on the, the polyvagal theory. Fight, flight, fawn, freeze. And so Bong. fight, flight are your ventral vagal. And I might be getting this wrong. I'm not a doctor. Sorry. And then fawn and freeze are your dorsal vagal. And those are like your more shut down people pleaser. 
Yeah. What do I have to do to get out of danger? Bond. I think those are all fight or flight in some form, right? And then and then the uh, eating and um, and, pr- and procreating are also just necessary for the survival of the species. And you know, I, I, it's just one interpretation of it. Jody, it's great. It's great to see you. Different F word classes growing up. Yes, <laughs> when you came on. <laughs> <laughs> the f-bomb became procreating yeah. Uncle Robbie. <laughs> no i i do that i still I think of my mom every time you're, i swear and it's you're like, reading the room you're it's just going with you yeah um uh, uh, jody thank you so much for please coming. come back please yeah, please, yeah, please do come back yeah it's really i'll fun. think about it you're <laughs> <laughs> all wonderful uh i'm also shy and i'm gonna go make dinner okay have okay. a good one say hi to michael I will. All right. Love you. Good night. He's awesome. Yeah. He yeah. is. Now, wait a minute. Which sibling this is child my, is that? This is my sister, Patty, the school teacher. Oh, now, okay. Now, teaching now that consultant. makes sense. That totally. Makes sense. Yeah. No, totally. Both, that makes sense. both her daughter's brilliant. The other one is a uh, physician, physician's assistant. She's, she's a doctor, essentially. Yeah. But yeah. she, when she talked about going down the rabbit holes, she, she, that to me, I saw the she genetic. She's been studying. Yeah. I don't know anything about that. <laughs> no, but that's the genetic sinewy tissue because you're the same way. You're a digger. When you oh, yeah. get, no. yeah, you get into something, you just, you go and you go and you go and you go until you found out everything you can find for free. And it's interesting. I don't know. Um, I don't know if it's genetic or not. Uh, both of my kids have a bit of that. Uh, my dad was very into playing the piano, and he was a, a CEO of a publicly traded utility company. So mm-hmm. he was a he was. A, I, I wish I'd known him better. I just yeah. knew him as the guy yelling at me for a number of years. <laughs> me too. Lottie was there, and I found <laughs> I found yes. my father's handwritten resume, four pages, not not too many days ago, mm. and I didn't read it. <laughs> I have ADD. <laughs> Uh, but uh, but uh, my grandfather was a politician who ran for office and worked with the Eisenhower campaign. So, wow. if you if where you want to get showboating for the public from, you know, uh, uh, and he was also uh, a teetotaler, possibly recovered drinker. But you know, I was six. I wasn't going to ask him about his past. <laughs> <laughs> my grandfather John Bruce was so fun. You know what he would do for us kids? We would come over and he'd go, "Hang on." He would take out his teeth and go, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> you should brush your teeth. And, and that's where fright and flight came oh. from for Bob. <laughs> he was completely disarming oh, oh, man. Uh, yeah. and would help me with science. He was really the mentor um, and show businessy kind of uh, and only knew to encourage you. Uh, and my dad was a 50s dad. We, most of us had 50s dads. So, uh, Okay. Topic number one. That was a blast. And yeah, Joe. J- yeah, she's great. Yeah, and, I, and by the way, bless you, Jody, for doing that, because I know that that is not something she would gravitate to. Oh, let me, let me get on there. Because, Jody, you should know whatever anxiety you got. I'll see your anxiety and raise you. (laughs) (laughs) Introverts do not like microphones. No. Um, Okay, next up. Do you believe that video killed the radio? Oh, before before I do that, I have to do this because Dave, our webmaster, executive producer, who will not come on the show, Mm -hmm. uh, put the words executive function 
into one of those AI art creating programs <laughs> yeah. to see what it would create. Ready? <laughs> lizard, that's lizard brain and executive function. Wow. Wow. Great. There's a headshot. I'm going to yeah. shop around. <laughs> All right, folks listening, streaming live, if you have any thoughts or comments at any time, please uh, pop them up there, and uh, David will uh, potentially pop them on the screen. I want to let you know, uh, next week's show will be pre-recorded because Lisa and I will be on a cruise, but there will be a show at the beginning of next week. And we try to come on either Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday, depending on the scheduling, uh, live streaming around 5-ish. Love. This this depending on Bob's crowded retirement dance card. Exciting and new. Yeah, come aboard. I am the problem most of the time. I, I would like to insinuate otherwise, but um, anyway. Uh, also, you can reach us anytime. Show at bobandzip.com. and if you sign up at one of our web pages, uh, you will be notified anytime there's a live stream. Sometimes it's an hour or two ahead of time. Uh, you can also listen to the program on demand at all your podcast places. And there's that thing that Facebook won't want me to mention <laughs> that has videos. We have a channel there. If you subscribe <laughs> to that, I don't want to, the algorithms. Seriously, algorithms. If they that's could paint. A great, that's a great character name. Hey, oh. algorithm, how are you? Yeah. Make some SEO? <laughs> <laughs> algorithm. Yeah. All right. Yes. <laughs> I mean, if, well, yeah. Yes, uh, it does, Todd. <laughs> if that algorithm could, could make that art from lizard brain and executive function, it certainly knows what I'm saying. I feel spot well, on. This, I, thought my chat, I thought chat GPT was fun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, someone said, is Bill Gates lizard brain? Uh, a, a lot of those, I, I mean, this is just my interpretation. A lot of incredibly talented people are blessed or cursed and born with this incredible ability, you know, to fast compute, high bandwidth information. Yeah. Um, and then we develop our emotions. I mean, Bill Gates, uh, kind of an interesting example. He was considered the devil, the Antichrist. Microsoft was the evil Death Star of technology, brought us <laughs> into the software age an operating system age, and Apple was there, but Apple lost the battle. Mm. Bill Gates then turned into, he and Melinda, uh, turned into the biggest philanthropists maybe in the history, except for maybe the Roosevelt's, or you go way back to other people who made a shitload of money. And, mm -hmm. and then he turned out, like, it's like Bill Clinton and lots of us guys, to have... Uh, lizard brain, a, lizard brain. A zipper problem. <laughs> <laughs> I know, and, I know, I know, I know. I know how he's thinking. I'm sorry to, you know, Bill. Does so, it bother so you? Yeah, hold on, let me let me go with Bill for just a second. <laughs> Bill. Bill Clinton, yeah. does it bother you that you're so often used as an example of that lizard brain problem? Oh come on, does Pamela Anderson sleep on her back? Bob, use your <laughs> use, use your executive part of your gray matter. All right. So you're okay with it, in other words, yeah. Well, you know, it is how does what it, it is. How it, does is, all that... it is what it is, depending upon what is, is. is. Yeah. Right. All right. Zip, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I, don't, no, I, I, I never want to cut off Ed when he's about to do a voice, you know. So in the, um, in terms of the four Fs, the F asterisk, 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 
uh, portion. Is that an imbalance when that tends to overtake executive thinking? Do you know what I'm saying? Well, it, it, so now you're getting to the it crux. It certainly does. Yeah, it you're getting to the crux of some of what I'm thinking. And I don't, yeah. I, and we're just having an improv conversation. So we're not scientists or educated. We're not particularly educated. But <laughs> purposes only. Yes. Now, how much would you pay? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, like Tucker Carlson, I wouldn't take anything we're saying, seriously. Um, yeah. But I think that um, the lizard brain, uh, as it was explained to me to include, you know, um, instant gratification stuff like food and sex, although sex can sometimes take, take a little longer, but um, <laughs> especially when you get on in years. Um, <laughs> It's more like resurrection. Aging male baby boomer joke. Don't, don't say resurrection. <laughs> so, but, uh, but, uh, you know, so, and I said this at the outset, the thinking that the executive function is better than the lizard brain, to me, isn't the right way to think about it. Because, again, the lizard brain's responsible for you Survival. being Bach or Beethoven. Uh, you have to have that incredible... Uh, talent and memory function and and then you had to do the work so lizards work hard too lizards think <laughs> and I'm I don't feel like one is bad and one is good but I do think that um, the lizard emotions may be more primitive or less emotional actually it's probably the scientific it's in my <laughs> I read it somewhere yeah. Any addictive behavior is is what in in that? Oh, I think uh, that's a great thing. I think addictive. I, 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 that's good. Quite. Could you write down these questions when we have a real <laughs> smart person on? Yes, I'll get a I, I think you're, No, I think you nailed it. I think addictive behavior is all lizard. I think yeah. back. In fact, literally back when I was uh, before I was in step program. Um, uh, that I would look at myself and go, why are you doing that? You know, that's yeah. not a good idea. And uh, why can't you stop? And, and I remember saying to myself once before sobriety, if you could flip a switch, mm. just by flipping a switch, and never need another drink again, would you flip that switch? The answer was, absolutely, if it's that easy. But this it's portion hard. of our show brought to you by Absolute. <laughs> absolute. <laughs> In other words, if it was easy and I yes. could just, with my present executive function brain, executive yeah. function, make, uh, here, a uh, memo from the executive office. No more <laughs> booze. <laughs> That's all it took. That's um, it. <laughs> yeah, but I, uh, I couldn't control myself. And, you know, mm. some of us are like that. Okay, next topic. Mm hmm. I started this, but we got sidetracked. Did video kill the radio star? Did the internet kill the radio star? Is the radio star dead? I said uh, no. Pig, yeah. pig vomit killed the radio star, I think. Okay. <laughs> you said consultants earlier. Yes. Um, and by the way, uh, this uh, by no means uh, means any disrespect to some certain radio stars, some dear friends of mine who are still yeah. huge on the radio, mm -hmm. including my dearly departed uh, friend, Dory Monson, who just passed away. Mm -hmm. My friend BJ, who's got a number one uh, rated show in BJ Seattle, mm -hmm. there's still some, but, and there's still some big newspaper columnists too. Massive. So if you take 
what's been happening, um, and you look at, because there was always, we came up in a farm club of radio talent. We got lucky. Remember? Mm-hmm. And, um, and not just talk radio or morning shows or entertainment radio. I was a kid. You didn't have to, it, it, Wolfman Jack, can Wow, I didn't even think of whether you do Wolfman, do you? No, 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 no. All right, all right, all right. Do I do the Wolfman? You could, you know, I could do it, but, you know, I wouldn't be able to say nothing else for the rest of the day. (laughs) 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 Happy DJ Day. So Wolfman is uh, hard on your voice? Well, I'd rather do Don Imus at this point. I mean, I'm just saying, no. (laughs) <laughs> or Howard Stern. If I wanted to. <laughs> you don't like him very much. Um, no, anyway. I, actually, I do. <laughs> um, so the radio DJ, when I was growing up, even the music DJ, everybody. Now, now the music DJs, yeah, they don't have freedom to play what they want. They don't, um, you know, they have to talk briefly. Yes. The new school DJs do. What they is now a DJ is a club that flies city to city for six figures and does uh, massive uh, raves. Yeah, yeah. Those guys get to play whatever they want, and that's, that's why right. they hire them. So that's, that's true. Kind of, you know, when you think that's about what FM did when AOR, you know, Album Orient right. Rock took over and the guys could play what they want. It's kind of a yes, sir. history repeating itself to a degree. I was just going to say that isn't this essentially, you know, radio without the broadcast tower and the signal going what we're doing the internet now. as opposed to... No, because we yeah. put a picture on it. <laughs> yeah. So we're killing the radio star, yeah. too. Yeah. Uh, no, it well, is. Well, yeah. it is. I mean, yeah. okay, let's go back two months before we started doing yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> we're doing it. No, we're doing it. We don't work for a corporation. We can... I yeah, try not right. to say the F word a lot. We can slip one in here and there. Yes, no, this is, this is sort of an example of what I'm talking about, but I'm actually talking... Not about talk shows or podcasts, because they're doing fine, thank you very much. Conan O'Brien has a podcast. Um, Mm. If you are getting into podcasting, I have no idea why you're wasting time with us. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, he sure knows how to put a show together. Oh, I'm I'm Yeah, I love being retired and not needing to make money. Uh, although I'd like to make some for you guys. That's I feel, one of us. <laughs> yeah. I feel guilty um, with my old oh, volunteer. Sure. You'll be but, crying on the boat the whole time. <laughs> but what I'm actually talking about is the DJ. Mm. Tom Petty famously sang about the last DJ. Do you remember that song? Not. Not I, I know of the song. I cannot come okay. up with the melody. Someone will text us the name of the song. I don't. I can't pull the lyrics out of my head. But he basically sang about the last DJ, at a time that radio was becoming more voice tracked and more automated, and the playlists were tight. And they were lamenting the fact that your radio personality, who played music, I'm not talking about podcasting or morning shows or any of that, used to be your companion. Used to mm-hmm. someone you trusted. And now that form um, is, it still exists. There's yeah. still some Mom people I really shops. love doing it. Yeah. But it has shrunk. I mean, when was the last time you got a newspaper that was this thick? <laughs> okay. Over my ass at five. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to tell you a little bit of a story. And it takes place about a dozen years ago. Maybe, maybe 10. Doesn't matter. Uh, 
we used to vacation in uh, Hawaii. I had a big morning show oh, during the heyday of radio. Yes. And um, <laughs> one night, I, uh, Lisa hadn't arrived. I was there alone, and I went out to go sit and watch some music. I will do that from time to time. I'll go somewhere by myself to watch usually a classic rock cover band or somebody hopefully looking for good musicians playing songs I like. And I go to this club and I'm all by myself. And I usually try to sit, you know, table for one, someplace all alone. I'm really like Jody. I'm kind of shy. I don't really want to meet people. Um, unless I'm getting paid. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and... Uh, this particular night uh, at this yep. little, uh, it's on the Big Island um, in Kauai High. It's called the Blue Dragon, and it's a little club that has you know, sometimes halfway decent bands. I get there, and I, uh, it's almost sold out. There's only wow. one, one seat left, and it's at a bar, and it's on the end. I'm like, all right, I'll go there. I'll sit there, and I'll be next to people. And I'm literally, and this, I'm antisocial sometimes. I'm, I apologize. It's the insecurity, really. I love people once I know they're going to not hate me. Um, <laughs> I, and I'm going to try and shorten the story. But I sit at the bar, oh. and I'm actually thinking, I hope these people don't want to talk to me. And they turn to me and I go, hey, we just got a place here. Do you live here? And we had a condo. We didn't really live there. But I, I was like, yeah, I have to be nice to these people and tell them, you know. And they, I guess they had a daughter who was going to school in Waimea. And um, anyway, I've gotta, I have to change. I have to make them a little bit anonymous. Yeah. So far, I've done a horrible job of that. That's fine. Uh, but I start talking to these people. And next thing you know, we're talking about music. We're talking about the Internet. We're talking about software. We're talking about... Uh, and they were like, what do you do? And uh, you, you, and I said, well, um, I'm in radio, and I do this talk show, and but I love music, and I sometimes get to s sit in with great Play musicians. Great. And all of a sudden, they were fascinated, and, and we're talking, and after about a half hour, I go, I feel like at a disadvantage. I don't know who you are. And I'm not going to give you his name, but I will tell you what the guy said. Oh, I'm the guy who invented iTunes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> wow and and his wife said and um i told steve jobs that the songs really needed to be 99 cents a piece <laughs> i've never told this story publicly and I, I hope it's okay 12 years later uh but at that moment i thought i need to go work for apple and I need to tell them how to keep radio alive because they had just created this thing called iTunes Radio. Yeah. And iTunes Radio, um, basically they were going after Spotify and who else oh, had yeah. one at that time? There were like three or Pandora four. Or Pandora. Pandora was yeah. the big one um, yeah. for a while. Um, and, and it flopped. And I said, oh, no, no, no. It's, there, there's so much. He was like, do you have any ideas for us? And I said, well, I want to work for you. I, wanna, I literally wanted to quit my job and go work at Apple. And this was about a year and a half before I did quit my job. And he said, well, what do you think? We're looking for people all the time, by the way. They weren't looking for old radio people with white hair. They weren't. 
they were they ended up buying Beats Music right after that. Yeah. By the way, yeah, yeah. but I ended up writing this whole proposal for Apple on how to make iTunes Radio kick ass. And I say that I worked on it for two days, and it was in a couple of pages. It wasn't a big deal. I knew I'd get, you know. <laughs> the number you have reached is not, <laughs> not we had a, but it was just one of you know one of those chance meetings at a, mm -hmm. at a bar with really interesting people, really smart people, and um, and so I had two factors to how I thought online radio, algorithm based radio, could actually be competitive. The first one, I said, I'll give you this one for free. Uh, you need to make the user feel more interactive with it. You have all these algorithms that watch our behavior. And tell us what we want to hear. And by the way, love those algorithms. Mm -hmm. I spent an hour and a half with Spotify last night just going, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> and it was like, oh, I love this song. Wow, I've never, and, and it was songs I'd oh. never heard of. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh. oh my, my hearing. <laughs> so, um, what was a deep dive scrolling? Uh, yeah. and, and it was great. And, and so I said, but this is way before that was really that good. And I said, you know, I said, you need to ask the user what they're in the mood for. I said, what if there was a button on your little radio that said, play me the hits, play me a, a, a nice mix of things I know and don't know, or discovery. Give me just a discovery button that based on what I like, I don't want to hear it. I'm sick of Freebird. <laughs> so are they, by the way. Yeah. And so, um, so it was, uh, it was hits, variety, and discovery. It was the three mm -hmm. buttons. Yeah. I said, and and I would love to do that. And 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 I said, but there's a whole other. You need to get the user involved. And so, I wrote back and forth to Apple a couple of times. No one ever, no one ever talked to me. Um, and this guy was really nice, and him and his wife. And it was wonderful. You know, when you meet someone at a convention, you go, I got a great idea. Um, <laughs> you know, it is, it is what it is. Uh, and, and then shortly after that, they bought Beats Music. And then he started hiring all of these, you know, Taylor Swifts or whoever to host channels because they're looking at how do we get people to the channel quickly. Fast forward the following Christmas. I'm out at the place in Hawaii again, and I'm thinking of that really cool meeting at the Blue Dragon. And I pull up iTunes Radio on my computer. Oh, boy. And I opened the page. <laughs> and by the way, I do have this picture, and I you will ask... You did take a picture of it. I did. And I will ask David to post it uh, with the pre-recorded version of the podcast. I opened, and it said, would you like to make a radio station based on your favorite artist. Ask you a question. <laughs> I said, yes. And it was Christmas time. Yes. And, and said, of course, who is your course. favorite artist? And I wrote, Bob Rivers. <laughs> it yeah. created a player, a radio station of Christmas parody songs. But there were three buttons yeah. on the player. Bob, Dr. Demento, and Weird Al. <laughs> no. No. Hits, variety, Maybe. and discovery. And, oh, jeez. Word for word, even. Oh, but I actually said, and I'm sure he had a recording device, you can have this one for free. I yeah. actually said that. <laughs> <laughs> you stupid idiot. And uh, believe me, I was just, I was just oh. absolutely overjoyed that that was there. But that's a true story. 
So I thought of that story today because after listening to Spotify for a while last night, mm-hmm. the second half of my proposal to Apple, I haven't told you yet. And I thought, gosh, Spotify needs to do this. I'm not sure I want to hear this. <laughs> well, Spotify could do... No, it's to bring back the music DJ. Okay. It's to bring okay. back the Wolfman. Yeah. Clap for right, the Wolf. baby. <laughs> you going to make your record high. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and when I explain this to you, if I'm on the right track, you're going to go, yeah, that's dumb, easy, stupid, simple. Because I got those kind of skills. (laughs) (laughs) Dis. Dumb, easy, stupid, simple. There's your calls. What I told him maybe 10 years ago, and I didn't have it put as well as I'm going to put it tonight, I'll be honest with you. But what I told him is, why are you hiring celebrities? Why don't you do what YouTube does and just let anybody host a radio station using Spotify and let people become influencers and become DJs on Spotify. And if people want to hear the music from the algorithm, they can. If people want to introduce a DJ, I don't think they're looking for old guys like us with white hair. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Although I could have a small channel with you guys, right? Uh, Because when I was listening to the music last night, I was discovering these songs. I was feeling that urge a DJ has, Mm -hmm. which is, I'd love to tell you the story behind this artist and this song and why this is incredible, and let me share it with you now. Remember those DJ days? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When there was no politics, you didn't have to know anything that was going on in the news. No, (laughs) you just had to come on and be cool. That was Tom Petty. wrote that during his uh, first album. He was doing a little bit of marijuana back then, a little experimentation, as I recall. And uh, I think he'd met his first wife, and she suggested a <laughs> tune that would remind them of their child. And Tom said, okay, the vampires going for Reseda. <laughs> oh, man, that is the perfect Stone Man DJ from the early <laughs> FM days. But remember, man. remember that. And uh, look, it wouldn't be like that today. It would no. be like Emily in yeah. Paris. Yeah. It okay. would be influencers. If Spotify announced tomorrow, oh, and this is the other part that you don't know because you're not a geek like me, uh, who does the, what did, what did Jody call it? The Extrapolation? No, the when you do the dumb scrolling, only it's smart scrolling. Oh, what did you call oh, it? Yeah. Rabbit a hole. deep dive. What? A deep dive, yes. yes. I said it, not her, shut up. We're doing this show. <laughs> yes. Our television studio is by a company called StreamYard, And the entire thing, including editing, including jingles, uh, including a video switcher, which I just screwed up. (laughs) I'm trying to do less of that, including like my ability to play a jingle right now. It's all in a browser. All the technology to be a DJ, to be a VJ... And by the way, I'm, we're not inventing it here. We're stealing this from the video gamers, yeah, the streamers. This is a right? gamer deal, yeah. It's totally... The gamers already have all this developed software, already exists. All Spotify needs to do is take the songs, the huge library, which, by the way, a couple of weeks ago, we played a song. We played that uh, Yo-Yoko, that uh, 12-year-old sensation... drummer? That drummer. When yeah. we played it, Facebook's algorithm. 
because they could hear the Led Zeppelin copyrighted music behind. So, so the, the re- a bot yeah. did it. Yeah. The reason the DJ doesn't exist is because consultants originally. That's all I want to hear. Shut right. up and play the records. And Spotify, YouTube, nobody has. They've YouTube's figured out they have YouTube influencers, that you know the people that make the. ASMR, soft noises. Don't, they can sort of give you a tingle. <laughs> don't um, knock it. Please. It's fine, I guess, if you're into it. I have an ASMR artist. Oh, is Lizzie an ASMR artist? No, but I'm saying, no, she doesn't like mine, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know what I mean? Influencers now are working to help you understand products, putting up content all over. Yeah. When it comes to music, the algorithms... Studying your behavior and spying on you are the extent of the humanity that's involved. Mm. That and hiring, you know, Taylor Swift or buying Beats music to try and get listeners, right? Yeah. Sirius XM, someone points out, Gordon, thank you. They have DJs that tell stories about the group. The Nightbird. And and that company was launched by radio people and... It's a subscription radio thing, and mm-hmm. it's challenged also by the internet. Um, but, well, this is going to be the best of corporate radio and the best for creativity. Imagine if you didn't have to pay them anything. <laughs> yeah. This, well, then the satellites would fall into the drink, wouldn't they? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the Jeff Zuckerberg model. So. Yeah. Let me, let me put it this way. If Spotify created an interface like the one I'm using for this live stream, mm-hmm. or even this live stream, and allowed us to play some songs from the Spotify library, branded by library, uh, branded by Spotify, Spotify, Spotify um, has to pay rev- revenue. What if they charged me an, a nominal fee as soon as my show got a certain, uh, to help offset mean, their costs? Like the fee they pay the artists? Really nominal, yeah. nominal, nominal. Oh, and by the way, here's a here's the uh, there's a there's a total misperception about Spotify mm. that they screw the artists because nobody likes getting paid a fraction of a penny for anything. Mm-hmm. Okay, but what percentage of Spotify's revenue do you think goes towards music royalties? Take a guess. If you look at it a different way. It's 90% or something ridiculous like that. It's not that high, uh, but it's high. It's 70-something yeah. percent before they even put coffee in the break room right? or even hire a single employee. In other words, one of the reasons Spotify uh, stock is in the shitter is it's not scaling. It's not a huge profit margin. And it's one of the reasons they hired Michelle Obama and Joe Rogan. To be exclusive is because they see podcasting as the future. Well, I'm here to tell you, Mr. Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? I don't even want to work for you. You can have <laughs> Could try that in radio. <laughs> you can have this for free. Yes. Just let me take a picture of it. Yeah. Okay. Um, here's what you do, Spotify. You put the software in. You announce that you're bringing back DJs for anyone who wants them. And that mm-hmm. it's free to join and start doing your own radio show. And then you give people the tools, just like the playlist you have now, except you get to host. And by the way, you could have services like biographies on the artists that you can click. When I watch Spotify now, I'm like, 
oh, while I'm listening to that song, I want to click on it and see who plays on it and stuff like that. They're way behind um, all that stuff. But they're behind because the stock's in the shitter. It's hard. It's hard to uh, yeah. Yeah, bring on new services. So they need what Zuckerberg got and what YouTube got is people who willingly create content and make stars for them. And all you got to do is open the barn door and let the animals in. <laughs> <laughs> and here we are. Welcome to the trough. <laughs> so anyway, that's my that's my how how the DJ could be resurrected, and within a short time, especially among hot young people who have abandoned radio completely. Yes, in droves. Give them a chance to share their passion and love for music, and just let the let the algorithms make the you know. I mean, we're we're gonna have the. It's the best of the old and the best of the new. <laughs> we'll have the worst of the new, too. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, zip, we are the old man DJs on W-O-L-D-D-D-D. All right. Last topic, and we don't have much time for it. We've gone rather long today, by the way. Yeah. This one's called I Could Have Been a Billionaire. Okay. And I asked Ed, and, and initially I got a negative answer from you. I asked Zip, and I, and I don't think you could think of anything either. And I, I thought back in the dot-com boom days, I would say 97 to about the year 99, 2000, before the dot-com crash. Remember? Mm-hmm. Okay. Back then, everybody had an idea for the Internet. Remember the sock puppet? Yes. What website was it? No, I don't remember that. You don't remember the website? Mm-mm. But you remember the sock puppet? I do. Where's the beef? Hmm. That's amazing. Um, remember, uh, who, what, what was the sock puppet? Oh, somebody please text in what the sock... Now I, I went blank as I was making fun of you for not remembering. But that shows <laughs> you that sometimes you remember the commercial, but not even the company. Yeah. True, which is supposed to be the mark of yeah. a failure on Madison Avenue's part. Total failure. Yeah. Remember mylackey.com? Mm -mm. That was a website where you were going to hire a lackey, someone really cheap to do all your <laughs> chores for you. Uh, Isn't that what you do, Bob? <laughs> <laughs> um, if I were paying you a small amount, maybe, but I'm not paying you anything. Um, <laughs> it's cracked himself up. Yeah. So it um, happens. <laughs> do you remember other dead websites of, of that era? There were a whole bunch of them. Oh. Um, Petfood.com. It was basically, it was a land grab for domain names. Yeah, yeah. And people were making up on. websites. And uh, pets.com. Yes, that's a good one. Uh, give us any of them that you could think of. Websites that crashed and, and burned. Burned. Some of it was we weren't ready for it yet. It was ahead of its time, yeah. I mean, now look at Uber. Mm. Uber Eats what alone. A big chunk of that venture capital cash grab, right? Yeah. Back yeah. then, yeah, with, yeah. A, with a URL. Here you go. I got this great idea. Yeah. I was at a Whole Foods and I saw carts and carts and ca sorry, carts and carts and carts of Amazon 
bags filled with food going out into the parking lot to be delivered. Just recently, yes. Yes, yes. yesterday. Uh, Instacart, um, you know, all of those now. Uh, Joe would know, you're right, Brent, and I invited him to be on tonight. He's, he's not here. If, if anyone remembers the sock puppet. But uh, the point is, back then everybody had an idea, and I actually, uh, I had an idea. Pets.com was the sock puppet? Okay. Hmm. I still couldn't even connect them, even though I could remember the website. You've got synapses don't fire like they used to. (laughs) Fire that agency. (laughs) Um, So back then, I had an idea, and it could have—I could have been a billionaire. Mm. And he wouldn't be talking to us now. (laughs) Are you kidding? I need—I need friends. (laughs) (laughs) It's on a ten. Turn the TV. even if I'm a billionaire, I want my friends to be my pool maintenance guy. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I right. like, I've always, I, I've actually, if someone's really successful, I'm that much more in, insecure around them. Yeah, yeah. Which is not meant to be an insult to you guys. Yeah. Do you remember, I, um, uh, I, I do have one very minor okay. cash you, grab idea. You do you remember I hosted TV Bingo? Do TV you Bingo, that? yeah. <laughs> wow. lasted 26 weeks it could have been the next jeopardy it could have been yeah wasn't executed form of question please bob who could have been the next jeopardy host okay (laughs) uh ed you had one or two did you ever buy a domain ever buy Uh, a domain yes i I have actually in fact bought uh, probably about a dozen or so okay let me but but the um uh, uh you know what cameo is yes well, I bought scamio.com <laughs> for you to do the scam voices. Yes. And then and somebody somebody said, well, see, that's associated with... I had a consultant, you know, a friend who self-appointed consultant, wet blanket, I called him, yeah. say, oh, but then it's going to be associated with scam. You're wasting your money. So I let it go. And somebody I, else is I, probably I, making a million I, from it. I did uh, have a... I did buy the domain resumentary.com. Which resumentary been, while video, we're waiting for you to explain what yeah. value that would have Resum- anybody out there in the audience who bought a domain back at the domain land grab days just tell me what the domain was uh joe would be good for this discussion yeah because um he had an idea that you know how people do chicken wings he mm. had an idea that another part of the chicken that doesn't get used, I can't remember what it was, would be this great domain, and he would open a chain of restaurants, and then it, he would buy this stuff cheap because it was the part they were throwing away. Um, Ruda what? <laughs> Reza. Reza Mentory. what? Well, re- com. What is that? It was mean? a video resume. You know, oh. documentary. Res- Resumentary. Resume. Okay. Resume. So, uh, by the way, Claim your billion dollars. That's LinkedIn. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes. yes it so is. you had the idea for LinkedIn. That's a great point. All right. Thank you for helping me with my premise, which was so slow and getting off the ground. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, I'm not sure of the exact year, but this is in that domain land grab time. Mm-hmm. I was talking with a friend of mine, Donovan, who's been on this show. And I said... I just bought this domain. Um, this is going to be big. I actually know this is a mega billion dollar business, and um, and I think it'll grow 
organically. And all I need to do is get a small team together and build the website. And he said, all right, tell me more about the idea. And I told him. And he, we loved it. And we would get together on the weekends and we would plot this out. And we were actually, in our, in our minds, we're going to Already billionaires. Yeah. Oh, well, no. I mean... The Wright brothers I, only wrong. <laughs> you know, you know how you know you're going too far. How's that? When you're shopping for corporate jets. <laughs> That's it. Well, yeah. what layer do, would, do you need? The seven seater. That's right. Did you like the leather interior? Do you want a two cone? So we worked on this, and we're at the point. Because we're not dumb. Mm-hmm. We're at the point where it was like, yeah, no, that could work. Yeah, that actually is going to be a big business. No I one's doing wait. it right now. And we were like, well, what's the next step? And we would ask each other, like, what do you think the next step is? And <laughs> he, he would say, raising money because you need a, ta- a team of software developers, and that does not come cheap. And, uh, no. well, we're here in Seattle. Do you know where any software developers are? Are there any here? <laughs> Because code monkeys cause money. <laughs> uh, and, um, and then I thought, I could picture the whole thing in my head. And I thought, I would have to quit my radio job. Because Mark Zuckerberg didn't start Facebook. Well, at the time it was Friendster and MySpace. But you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't start it as a weekend gig like you playing at a local bar with six pickup musicians, right? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, Zip, right? Yeah. I mean, you yeah. you got to be, you got to totally gotta drop all everything. In. All in, yeah. The idea, the web domain, was 24bookit.com. Uh. The idea was people would need to book vacation homes and list their vacation homes, and there would be a website that would gather these up and charge them advertising fees. And by the way, in the beginning, you charge them almost nothing because you got to get market share. And then when you built critical mass, you could rip them off for as much money as you want because they needed to be on your site. Did I give away the secret of all corporate business? <laughs> <laughs> the, the first one's for, and all drug dealers, by the way. <laughs> so um, about a year or two later, a couple, and you can read about them online. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple started this website, vrbo.com. Yep. They were, um, they had a Winnebago or something. You know, they were RVers. Mm-hmm. And they wanted to um, give a place for people to share RVs. The first, mm-hmm. One of the first sharing economy websites. And vrbo.com did exactly what I knew it would do. It grew mm-hmm. organically. And this retired couple riding around in their Winnebago, and I'm paraphrasing the story, but you can look it up. They sold this company. They have as many or as large of a Winnebago as they want. <laughs> I believe the company that bought it was called Home Away, which was the company that copied them that had a bunch of investors. Yeah. And they couldn't get critical mass, so they bought Instagram. I mean, <laughs> oh. they bought VRBO. And, uh, and just when you thought they were a monopoly, 
another company comes along called Airbnb. Airbnb. And uh, it's, uh, by the way, it's a rule of business that no matter how many entrants there are uh, in a business category, there's always, it's always going to end up a Coke and a Pepsi. Mm -hmm. Airbnb and VRBO. Uh, Coke and Pepsi. Uh, McDonald's and Burger King. Yes, there'll be Wendy's and RC <laughs> Cola. But, um, but anyway, I could have, do you think I could have been a billionaire if I quit radio? Oh, we're out of time. Okay, thanks, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Bob's been going to go yeah. pick up. <laughs> All right. Anybody with uh, any last thoughts? I have an RV not so far from you in Phoenix, Arizona. So uh, if you, if you want to start the idea over again, feel yeah. free. I'll, I'll send you the keys. Hmm. Zip. Do you really have an RV in Phoenix? I do. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And it's one of those cool, really cool GMC RVs that radio stations oh, yeah, used to use. Slightly, Remember the yeah, yeah, fiberglass? Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. Uh, I believe we're getting a text message from Don Gaynor. Don is watching the show. Don is the, um, uh, by the way, you guys have always been blown away, impressed by him. He's the Twisted Tune uh, vocalist who uh, was able to perfectly mimic John Fogarty from Creedence. Oh, my Order. God, yes. yes. Yeah. Oh, <sighs> You nailed it. When I went to see Fogarty, I was hearing him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's how good he uh, was. Dog doo doo stinking up my backyard. <laughs> All right. Uh, that's going to do it for us today. Uh, <laughs> you don't remember that song? It's an awesome <laughs> tune. Uh, okay. There's a bathroom on the right, which offered a mistaken lyric. And, you know, yeah, I think we actually recorded that one. Uh, we did one song without him, which remains the worst song ever and then he just uh knocked it away anyway thank you folks for listening to us you can email show anytime show at bobandzip.com also if you want to help our tip jar we're looking to hire a producer we're looking to pay anybody except for spike or zip or ed or whoops did i ed you're frozen did ed freeze the screen and refuse to work for us anymore look he's, he's completely frozen on the screen uh, you can go to bobrivers.com slash Patreon if you'd like to help with the uh, research and development portion of our show. Ed's connection died at exactly the right time. <laughs> he had a seizure. Uh, Spike is going to be on our pre-recorded show for next week uh, when Lisa and I are on a cruise. We're going to run that probably Monday night at 5 o'clock. You'll get an email. If you signed up, sign up at any of our websites, and uh, you'll get an email notification every time we're going to do uh, a live broadcast. And you can also see any of these broadcasts or hear them wherever podcasts or video podcasts are, are given away for free. <laughs> it's like our time. <laughs> All right. Zip, thank you much. We're out of here. Rest up. Uh, you know, get away from this terrible grind of this podcast. I know yes. you need a break. It's, it's, it's hard. Work. The Bob and Zip Show. With me.